Today on Watching Your Wealth, Sally Krawcheck gives us tips on how women can take a more active role in their finances and close the gender pay gap. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Sally Krawcheck is chief executive and co-founder of Elvest, a digital investment platform for women. She's also the chair of Elvate Network, a professional woman's network. Before becoming an entrepreneur, she was CEO of Merrill Lynch Wealth Management and of Smith Barney. Welcome, Sally. It's great to have you. Hey, good to be here. Thank you. My pleasure. So, Sally, why do you think some women haven't taken a more active role with their investments? Well, what I'm not going to do is put this back on women. There mm. are so many, so so much advice out there about women need need to do this and they have to do that and they're bad at math and they're not good investors and they need more financial education. The truth is we all need more financial education, men and women, mm. but it doesn't keep the guys from investing. Mm. So yeah, after years and years and years in the industry, it is fine, you know, sort of finally occurred to me that, you know, maybe it's because investing is really much more geared toward men, hmm. be it that the financial advisors out there are about 85% male, oh, yeah. uh, be it that the terms that we use are all war and sports analogies, beating the market, outperforming, picking the winner, um, be it that, you know, men tend to invest money to make more money, and women tell us they want to invest to reach their goals. And then finally, maybe it's that, you know, even the symbols of investing, the bull, um, <laughs> you don't get any more mail than that, do you? That is true. That is true. Uh, can you just elaborate more on how a female's approach may be different? Well, we've done hundreds and hundreds of hours of research with women to find out how their approach is different. Um, one way that it's different is that women tend to be risk aware. Now, you, you'll often hear women are risk averse, mm-hmm. um, and that's also given as a reason why women don't invest or just aren't constitutionally prepared to invest. But but we see it differently than that. What she tells us is that she, she she's aware of it. She wants to know what her downside is. Mind you, I didn't say her standard deviation of returns, <laughs> which is how the industry has defined risk. She wants to know what the downside is. She wants to know what the chances of reaching her goals are. Um, so she And she wants a high chance of reaching her goals. And she wants it, she wants to know how she's doing along the way. Am I on or off track? Um, am I making progress? And as I said, she also tends to think about investing not as I want to make more money, but I want to start a business. I want to buy a home. I want to retire well. So she tends to think about it more concretely. And the investing industry hasn't translated very well out, you know, outperform the market to, well, this will help you start your own business in X number of years. Mm, that's that's an interesting point in terms of the language the industry uses. Mm-hmm. Now, remind us why this matters, because some women may say, you know what, I'm so busy. I'm not oh. so interested in my investments. Why should yes. we take a more active role? Well, because if you are a female, if you're anybody, um, and you are doing what you need to do, which is, you know, the experts say you should try to save 20% of your income every year. Um, and that's a lot. So, you know, maybe you don't get there, but to get through the ups and downs, you should put aside sort of 20%. If you do that 
and you want to retire in 30, 40 years um, at 90% of your pre-retirement income, you put it in the bank, interest rates are low today, you know the chances of actually reaching your goal of retiring at 90% of your pre-retirement income? Mm. Less than 5%. Mm -hmm. Okay, less than 5%. So in order to live the lives we want to, we need to invest, which means that we need to take risk. And flip the other way, if you are a woman today and you're making $85,000 a year and you are saving that 20%, um, you're putting that money in the bank, um, you'll have about one point, you know, call it $5 million saved at the end of your, your working life. If you are, were to invest that same money, you could have another, depending on the markets, half a million, million, two million dollars additional. It's so if you don't, so the answer is if you don't do it, you got a problem. And if you do do it, there'll be some ups and downs, but on average, you will be much, much better off. Some women say, though, you know, and not just women will say, you know, I, I'm afraid to make mistakes, though, with all this investing information. I'm not sure where to start, what to do. What are some mistakes that we should really be afraid of and mistakes yeah. we want to avoid? Well, it's such a great question because I would also say that most of those investing mistakes people make, articles that you'll see the top five investing mistakes <laughs> people make, tend to be overconfidence, overtrading falling in love with your winners, there's all that stuff. You know who makes those mistakes? Men, not women. Those are not the mistakes women make. Women, the big mistake women make are exactly what you just said, which is I don't want to make a mistake, so I'm not going to do it. So let me actually give you um, a quick little anecdote, which is back in the day when I was running Smith Barney, managed account, which was the largest product the company had. Even though there was tons of disclosure, when we went out and polled our clients, 84% of them actually didn't know what it was, hmm. okay? Neither gender would ask their financial advisor, the guys, because, you know, guys don't like to ask for directions, <laughs> and the women, because, you know, women don't like to bother, mm. every, you know, and, and bother. Neither would ask, but the guys would still buy it, and the women would not. Hmm. So you look at that, and you say, okay, who, who's making the mistake there? The answer is more the women than the men. Because the men manage to invest through that jargon and that uncertainty, and it earns them, on average, a return over time versus being in the bank. Hmm. Interesting. Now, if we want to get started today, can you give us a small step that we could take to get started with investing if we haven't done it yet or if we're trying to get a, a bigger investment in the market? Well, the, the answer is do it. Um, to find a, an investment platform that you like or a financial advisor who you like and a friend of yours likes, um, or even, you know, the 401k provider, um, putting more money to work um, if you're able to within your 401k at work. The answer is to do it. And that do not allow perfection to be the enemy of doing something and doing good. Excellent. Um, that we're not talking about day trading. We're not talking about betting on individual stocks. In all cases, I'm talking about inexpensive, diversified, you know, ETF, mutual fund, index fund, which, whichever portfolios. I'd say diversified managed ETF portfolio. Great tip. Thanks again to Sally Krawcheck. We're going to take a quick break and chat with her about the gender pay gap. Stick around. Hi, this is Kevin Sintemong. This is Beth Cracklauer. Check us out on the Off-Duty Podcast. We talk about food, cocktails, all of the finer things in life. Check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. And become a subscriber on iTunes. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now 
back to the show. We're back with Sally Krawcheck, the CEO of Elvest. Sally, we just spoke about how important it is for women to take an active role in their investments. And so much of the money they may invest comes from their earnings. But Sally, Mm -hmm. I want to say some women may say, I'm not getting paid as much as the guys who do the same work as I do. And as a result, I don't have as much money to invest. What do you say to them? Boy, so talk about two wrongs making two wrongs. Hmm. Um, and this is sort of what, uh, Veronica, I have to tell you, this bothers me with in, uh, any amount of personal finance journalism, exactly what you just said. Well, the real problem is we're not making as much money as the guys are. That's the real problem. And you say, son of a gun, you remember the numbers I went through before, that if someone is, you know, if you invest rather than save, it can, over the course of, of your lifetime, add tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, for some women, millions of dollars. So to forego that because we are quite rightly um, unhappy with the gender pay gap is taking your nose and cutting it off despite your face. Hmm, that is a good point. That's, I like that way of looking at it. You have spoken somewhat extensively about the gender pay gap, and you have mm-hmm. been a, a very prominent women in, a woman in a very male-dominated industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering, how do you advocate for yourself? How do you make sure you get paid what you're worth? Yeah, well... First of all, what I really like is the fact that there's much more conversation and transparency around it. Um, I don't know that we're quite there yet with some of the um, sites that are around that can crowdsource what you should make in this kind of job, Uh, but we are so much closer than we used to. Um, and so, you know, Googling around on the Googling around the Internet, I guess I did just say that, searching around on the Internet for what your type of job um, should pay is increasingly becoming a valuable way to do it. Um, but th- that being said, the, the way to go after it regardless is not to hope that karma will take over, mm. um, not to just say, okay, my boss will see it and will pay me for it. Not to believe there's a HR fairy godmother. There's not. <laughs> but to have the conversation with your boss, not at your performance review, but months and months in advance of your performance review about what success is. And if that meeting does not involve some kind of metrics or numbers, um, you got you could have a problem. And by that, it should be, hey, boss, what does success look like? Bring in X number of clients, um, you know, get this kind of customer satisfaction rating, um, you know, have this kind of net promoter score, this much in sales, you, you know, complete this many projects, whatever it is, to have that upfront conversation so that you can go back later in the year and say, those things we agreed to, I did, and I outperformed. Um, and therefore, you know, when we also talked about what compensation could be, I believe that I am, um, I deserve X and Y. Be, keeping it soft might work. It might work. Um, but keeping it sort of having hard numbers around it has a much higher probability of success. I love that. Great tip. Really quick, we need to run soon, but I just want to say women often, or guys too, have setbacks that they deal with. They may ask their hand, raise their hand for a raise. They may not get that raise. They may have career setbacks. You've had some setbacks. You've come back stronger. <laughs> I'm wondering what advice do you have for folks who want to come back from setbacks and keep going after what they want? 
Yeah, you know, Veronica, I'm not sure this is 100% true. You and I should research this, but I do tell people that I hold a world record, which is that I believe I am the only woman who's been fired on the front page of the Wall Street Journal twice. Um, Now, we can say, well, you were reorged out that one time, but suffice it to say that uh, my, my successes have been public, my failures have been public, and I'll tell you what I found. Um, nobody cared nearly as much as I did. Yeah. There was actually something about it being in the Wall Street Journal, which mm. just got it out in the open so I didn't have to say, gee, do I have to tell everybody? Mm. What, you know, what's my story going to be? It was out there. And I found nobody cared nearly as much as I did. And in fact, nobody really cared. Hmm. Um, so I think having that view that your stumbles are such a big deal to you. Women, the research shows, tend to take failure harder than men do. We just need to realize, we just get up, not, you know, sort of wipe ourselves off. The other thing I would say is it, this is the United States of America is the, continues to be for so many people such a, an amazing set of opportunities. Um, and while, you know, if you decide you don't want to make it in corporate America, you don't, you don't make it in corporate America, the opportunity to be an entrepreneur is like, Nothing in our history that the cost of starting businesses are coming down, the ability to fund them is increasing. So not only do we have opportunity, but for professionals, it, it, it can be quite, it can be quite increased. Well, I'm not very <laughs> articulate today, Veronica. No, you're, I get what you're saying. Yeah, that, no, it's, you know, pick yourself up, yeah. dust yourself off, and everybody loves a comeback story. Absolutely. So get back out there, and the opportunities can be there. It's an exciting time. Thank you so much for joining us, Sally. It's been great to have you. Veronica, it's a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And this has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.